laser pistol, Lobot. You'll pay for this Lando Calrissian. Han Solo and other action figures each sold separately. Outnut, check the carbon freezing chamber. Ready, sir. Why did you do it? The Empire tricked me, Han. I had no choice. Prepare for freezing. Long live the Alliance. Goodbye, my friend. Lando Calrissian and new Han Solo, Ugnot, and Lobot action figures each sold separately from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection from Kenner. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. This is our 25th episode. Joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, OT Curmudgeon, Tom. Hello, Tom. 25 episodes and have not been laid off yet. You have guess, it makes, guess it makes a difference <laughs> when you don't get paid. What's up, guys? Good, good day. Also joining us from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's going on? From Vintage to Modern, Bendems to the Black Series, he collects them all. Our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, hello. Good to be here again. And tonight we have two special guests. First, we have Rob from JoeAday.com and Flagpoints Podcast. Hello, Rob. Hello. Good to be here. And we have your podcasting partner, one of them at least, Dave from Flagpoints. Hello, Dave. What's up? Thanks for having us. We're hey. excited to talk all about Star Trek. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Glad to have you guys on the show. You know, I know you you, you, you talk just mainly about G.I. Joes and G.I. Joe knockoffs, but uh, I know you guys like Star Wars just from listening to your show. I, I know both of you have mentioned it a time or two, so... I thought I'd take a chance and see if you guys would come on and talk about Star Wars. That's yeah, we have to hold problem. ourselves back, I think, from talking about it too much, right? Yeah. I know. When you guys talk about, like, the, the vintage catalogs... Um, there are quite a few, yeah. Yeah, I always think, you know, I love I love, uh, I love love the shows where you talk about those catalogs. And then I always think, and if you turn the page one forward, you get to look at all the Star Wars figures, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a big G.I. Joe fan as well, so, okay. Ooh, Anyways... Wait. Go we ahead. do secretly turn the page and look at Star Wars stuff. We just don't talk too much about it on the show. That's all. Yeah. What about Masters of the Universe? Uh, I, I dug it yeah. back way back when. Yeah. yeah. I never had a single figure, so but oh. I like it. I mean, I see a lot of rare stuff up here locally, and I mm-hmm. kind of wish I was a collector of it. <laughs> so tonight on the show, we're going to be picking up where we left off with our Empire Strikes Back Kenner figures from 1980. We'll be picking back up on 1980. There was a one-figure wave uh, Yoda who came out 1980 on a 32 card back, and I think he was the only figure on the 32, the only new figure on the 32 back. So as usual, we'll just kind of go around the room and talk about the figure. Uh, Tom, let me start with start with you and ask, what do you think of the Yoda figure? Finally, we're back in the vintage era. Figure was great. Uh, his little belt. Uh, Ryan, is that uh, is that the little light that uh, Luke had on uh, Dagobah on his belt so. there? I think so. Is... Yeah. What do you make of that other thing on his belt? It looks like a little pan flute or something. I'm sure it's something. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So this is um, the first. Oh. Figure, this is the first figure that came with a belt <laughs> that you could remove. Yeah. Yeah, I think it think it is actually. 
is what's what's the better, the orange snake or the brown snake? Uh. I would probably go with brown snake because Yoda, uh, the orange snake just seems really, really, or- <laughs> really orange. The orange snake actually is the better snake. Whatever. Do we want to go around? <laughs> do we want to round robin on this one? <laughs> we will, but let's. We'll. We'll. we'll uh, yeah, let's just do that really quick. Okay, Tom. Okay. Orange or brown? brown snake. Chris. Orange. Orange. Ryan. Is it always so weird that I agree with Tom? I'd go with the brown snake. Rob, orange or brown snake? Orange. And Dave? Orange. There we have it. The orange snake is the better variant. Wow, Tom. (laughs) BS is what it is. Chris, all right, boys. All right, boys. Enjoy your orange snake. (laughs) Chris, what are your thoughts on the Yoda figure? Oh, I love it. Um, I think it's one of the happiest figures kind of made back in the days with a little smile he's got there. Um, love the, the soft goods uh, cloth that he's got there. Um, fits really well. The belt fits well. He can hold his cane. The snake fits around the neck. So, great figure. Uh, Ryan. Oh, definitely a, a an awesome figure and uh, definitely a reason why uh, cloth goods was the way to go on all these figures. As you just said, could you, I mean, imagine this with a vinyl cape. That would look really strange <laughs> compared to what we know, of course, today. But considering how small he is, uh, he's smaller than a Jawa. I don't have him right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he is. They've got great detail on him. He came with some great accessories with the snake, if you want to go orange or brown, the uh, the cloak as well as the belt. Um, and he's got a good head sculpt, and he, and he looks so happy in his head sculpt there. So it's uh, a very good figure. I, you know, Even though it was so much smaller than anything else, it was definitely worth the two or three bucks we paid for him back in the day. He was definitely quite cheerful. Ryan, yes. do, Ryan, do you think Hasbro has topped this figure as far as making a Yoda figure since? It's, it's, I don't think so, really. Um, they've done a lot of Yoda figures, and they've come close on them. That one that's coming up that they showed at Toy Fair may finally do that. But every time they've done a cloth goods on it, it just doesn't seem to ever look right. So it's, I would say no right now. Okay. And Rob, what are your thoughts on the 1980 three and three quarter inch Yoda figure? Well, yeah, the, the fact that it's so small, but it still has uh, a lot of play value. I remember as a kid, it was pretty amazing to have a, a Star Wars toy that didn't just come with like one accessory. You know, he had the cloak and the and the belt and the snake and the cane, so that was that was pretty cool. But you know, a couple of those things probably got lost within you know two weeks in my case. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens on a lot of these figures. Um, and this one, uh, Rob, you know, I'm not sh- not sure. Do you know this figure came out on its own card back? I think late 80, 1980. Was that to uh, hold back images of the the character? You know, like it's kind of weird they didn't start with this one, but well, that's what I've read in the what is the Sand Sweet book? Yeah, the Action Figure Archive. So they kind of did that. Didn't they do that with the Ewoks too, and like the catwalks? Yeah. Right. Eighty three, they black, blacked them out. Yeah. Didn't right. want to spoil the surprise, I guess. Dave, uh, any thoughts on the Yoda figure? Yeah, Yoda happens to be one of my favorite action figures of all time. So GI Joe, Star Wars, you know, across the board, I loved him as a kid. He was uh, him and the and the Snowtrooper were probably my two favorite Star Wars figures ever, and. Um, so I, I even, I remember getting him and I remember keeping his bubble and making like this console, this, you know, whatever starship console 
and putting him somehow like mounting him in there. He was my mystic co-pilot dude. So Yoda, <laughs> me and Yoda, we got strong ties. And I think I like the orange snake because it reminds me of Oscar the Grouch's pet worm slimy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what it was, Dave? Is that why you're partial to the orange snake? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just discovering it right now. Yeah, yeah I think that's why. <laughs> that might I, be it. I remember. I like in, slimy. I do too. I remember in kindergarten, we got to watch part of an episode of Sesame Street, you know, to, so the teacher could take a break or something. I don't know. And Oscar was making his his pet worm eat a whole plate of mashed potatoes. And I was like in kindergarten, I was so worried about him trying to eat all those potatoes that it might kill him or something. And then we had to turn it off before the episode ended. And I remember wondering for weeks what happened. Like, what happened? No closure. No closure. Maybe I could find, maybe I could find that on YouTube. I'll have to check it out. I think we should all help him find that on YouTube. There we go. I'll, I'll bing that right now. Okay. Okay. I'd love to know what happened. Hopefully, I'm sure he was. I'm sure it was fine, but I was worried as a five-year-old. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So 1981 introduced the 41-back card for Kenner. And the first figure on the list is the Ugnot Tom. Every every uh, little apron, <laughs> this guy had an apron. Every apron that uh, ever came out started out blue. Thank you. So that so there's a the purple variant is just a faded. It's uh it's got to be faded. Yeah, for sure. You know this for a fact? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't, but uh, uh to all those variation uh, hunters that are going for uh all kinds of ridiculous stuff nowadays, um uh I in my opinion, I've never ever when I was a kid, I never saw purple purple smocked Ugnot. I'm, I'm looking at the Steve Sansweet's action figure guide, and he says, this is Steve Sansweet, the figure's apron can be found in lavender, green, or blue. Green? Never seen green. That's from Steve Sansweet. Now, maybe he, you know, you know, maybe maybe that is just degrees of, of the apron fading. And maybe, you know. Can you can be found dirty and clean. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get Steve on the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> that would be a worthy question to ask him, right, Tom? But uh, Ryan would just piss that away with uh, talking about Bendems again. So Excuse me, I did not bring it up. You brought it up this Whatever. Time. No, you didn't. Whatever. Guys, uh, yeah. the... Uh, the, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> finish, Ryan. Hey, this guy came with a lunchbox, too. He came with an apron and a lunchbox. This is This is amazing. Well, actually, one of one of my favorite Empire Strikes Back uh, figures, so... He's, uh, I, did, I never had awesome. I never had an Ugnot when I was a kid. I don't think most really? kids. I don't think most kids I knew even wanted Ugnot. I think I had I, at least two of them for I, some for I, some reason. I think he was one of the peg warmers. I think that he was like you know, you couldn't get uh, Han Solo Bespin or. Did you guys know on this card on the back they had a little scratch and sniff and it smelled like bacon? Okay, Ryan, or no, I'm sorry, Chris, Chris. <laughs> see, you know, it's Rob, Dave, you see what happens here? This, They just, I say something stupid, they glaze right over it, and, and that's that. So. Chris, They're being wait. polite to guests, though, and laughing yeah, at our jokes. That's, so that's, that's true. Yeah. Chris. Yeah, so the Ugnaut, didn't know really what to do with it when I was a child. <laughs> you know, I had this little suitcase thing, and kind of a boring figure for me, so. It's a lunchbox, by the way. Oh, yeah, I always thought it was a suitcase. Apparently, you were perfectly <laughs> comfortable with an orange snake, so whatever. 
Per Tom, can I make this work, Chris? Per Tom, that's a lunchbox. But go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's all I got to say about this guy. Now you had this as a kid. Did you even want it, or did you just get it? I think I just got it. I, I don't remember exactly, but um, I really don't have any memory playing with it at all. Mm. All right. Um, so, yeah. Ryan, what do you think about the Ugnaught? I, I like the Ugnaught. I think he's he's kind of cool. I I had one as a kid, and uh, you know he's got his little smock. It looks it looks interesting. I I was going to ask actually if we thought purple and blue if those were actually variants or if it's one's faded or not, but. Uh, uh, I know that's still some controversy out there. I've never heard of the green one. I've never seen a green one. It'd be interesting to see. But yeah, his, his little lunchbox, it, it's one of the few accessories that seemed it was hard to lose because it was big enough. Uh, I know I still have my, my original one with my Ugnaught. I thought he was an interesting figure. I, I can't say what I did with him play value-wise, but I've always had him, and he's well-worn, so clearly he was played with. But what, where he fit into everything, I'm not t- not completely sure. Rob? Uh... My Ugnaught, the only thing it did was uh, it just kind of stood somewhere on the Cloud City playset because that's where I got mine. <laughs> it just kind of hung out, you know, on the place, the cardboard Sears playset. Mm. You still have that, by the way? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, I'd yeah. love to have one of those. We not talked a... about that a couple times back. That's a great playset. Yeah, I lo- I'm totally just, I just love cardboard playsets just in general for any kind of, any old thing. So, yeah, that's. It's an awesome playset. Stupid figure, but... (laughs) (laughs) This guy is just not getting a break here. (laughs) So, Dave, any love for Ugnaught? Not really. I mean, I don't hate him or anything, but my buddy Chris Flynn, Chris, if you're listening, you know, you had everything. You know, everybody has a friend who had everything. Mm -hmm. And that was Chris Flynn. His parents had a restaurant, a successful restaurant where I lived, and he got everything. So, he, you know, every minor character, so... That's where I ran into Ugnaught, and I thought he was pretty cool, and I knew, you know, I knew what he was from. Empire, I was really dialed into every scene, and, I, you know, it was like my favorite movie of all times, pretty much. So I got it, but I wasn't, like, thrilled about it or jealous of his Ugnaught. <laughs> it, this, is, yeah, this is actually kind of a weird choice as far as, it's because it is really, a literally, a, a kind of a minor background character, but... But you know there weren't I mean, a lot of aliens. We got Empire. FX. Well, we got FX Seven first. That makes no sense. But Empire and, really had a had a lack of alien characters. So maybe they were just you know looking for something to. I think the closest thing was definitely Bespin or Cloud City. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah, you had the Ugnaughts and you had the bounty hunters, and that was about it. And Yoda. And Yoda, yeah. And, and Yoda, yeah. Chewbacca. <laughs> All right, moving on. Dengar. Tom, thoughts on Dengar? Uh, he's okay. Definitely kind of the least favorite of my, of the bounty hunters, I guess. <laughs> What's to say? Um, I, I guess I don't have anything to say. Um, Chris, thoughts on Dengar? Um, I like the figure. I, when I, I remember when I was a kid that I always liked that the, uh, the face had a scar, you know, it was kind of like that detail. And it was one of those characters I learned about by just looking at the card back. Because in the movie, I didn't remember seeing him at all. Um, but, you know, when you look at the card bag, you kind of know exactly what movie scene he was in. So, yeah, I kind of like the figure. I, it always bugged me that you couldn't take his backpack off because um, it's part of, the, part of the figure. 
Um, but other than that, I I like him. And Ryan. Dengar. Yeah, I had him as a kid. I did not like him. I, I didn't get this character or this figure. Um, why he had a bandaged head. I mean, to me, he looked like he, he needed to go back in attraction or something. Uh, he, he just... He looked like the injured guy who was no good. Why Why should he be there? And I think Robot Chicken got it right with his ship being a toilet. Um, it's kind of where he belongs, in my opinion. I'm not a fan of Dengar. Wow, that's that's pretty scathing. What's uh, What's up with you and Dengar, Ryan? I didn't like him. I just I, I probably reason, but <laughs> I I did not like the character design. I, you know, years later I could see that there's Snowtrooper armor on there and stuff like that, but just something about him bugged me. I didn't like him. Did he come with the same rifle as the Snowtrooper? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so when he, when he was firing away at that thing, he was... <laughs> that <laughs> articulation really helped in uh, adding to the play value. His uh, ar- extended arm and then that ridiculous 16-foot blaster made him look like a complete tool. So, uh, good stuff. Rob, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Dengar? Uh, I thought it was a decent figure, and it was cool as a kid to have, you know, the, the fact they made all of the, the bounty hunters from the scene was kind of neat, and uh, he was just kind of, just kind of there, I guess, really. But nothing. I don't really hate him or anything like that. But I thought it was cool because he had a lot of, he had a lot of detail, and it was kind of neat that he was uh, kind of a different build than the other figures too. You know, they weren't all uh, always like the same, you know, thickness or height or whatever. Because I think he was kind of shorter and chubbier as it were right <laughs> yeah uh dave yeah I, I don't i don't really have any you know i don't have volumes to say about dangar except the funniest thing i think i heard was marjorie from star wars action news said he looks you know he's like the least threatening of the bounty hunters because he looked he looked like he had a head injury <laughs> as soon as she put it that way i just yeah. made me laugh so yeah <laughs> same thing all right so all right. Hmm. Maybe this is a uh, kind of a traditional headdress by the Dengarians, and uh-huh. you've kind of yeah. you've kind of insulted insulted all of his race. <laughs> yeah. What did he do in the movie? Nothing. So there. He was in Clone Wars. Dude, Clone Wars. What did IG eighty eight do in the movie? What did Boss do in the movie? They just stood around. They looked cooler than Ryan. Dengar. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he's got cool painted. Snowtrooper armor on. Who would you yeah, rather yeah. have chasing you, though, Dengar or IG-88? Because IG-88, you could just tip him over or something, right? Like, what's he going to do? I don't know. Did you play the Shadows of the Empire game? You couldn't just tip no. him over. All right. <laughs> um, all right, so... <laughs> this is the most awkward podcast Nin- ever. <laughs> <laughs> 1981, so far, is a kind of a ho-hum year. So mm-hmm. let's... <laughs> We're very let's, divided on these figures. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to uh, the next figure, Han Solo in his Bespin outfit. Tom? Uh, you know, we got another, you know, Chris is going to go right through me if I if I say something bad about this figure. But it's, uh, I think the, uh, the stylings and the detail um, with the Empire Strikes Back figures are starting to kind of pay a little closer attention to um, actual, the, the actual costumes, maybe. It bothers me that he has a Bespin gun, though. Yeah, that is crazy. You know? Why would they do that? Yeah, he should definitely have his uh, his his trademark blaster. Um, I think the head sculpt could have been a little bit better. Granted, it was definitely better than the uh, the the small head Han and the large head Han combined. So I I don't know. He's okay, I guess. 
Nothing really, uh, you know, Dengar's more interesting than the, this Han Solo figure, I gotta tell you. Wow. All right. Chris, yeah. Chris, thoughts on the Han Solo investment outfit? Um, yeah, it's an okay figure. I thought it was interesting that, Tom, that you just mentioned his outfit, because I kind of always thought that um, this outfit looked like, he looks like a little, like a gentleman, you know? Like, he's dressed perfectly, like the jacket is the, the, the correct length, the pants fit, everything looks just perfect, I think. I don't know what it is about this outfit, but something about that just kind of always stuck with me as as if he's like perfectly dressed. I don't know why, but does that uh, you know. does that bother you, Chris? Or it doesn't. No, it doesn't bother me, but it stands out to me. You know. Oh well, I guess yeah. He's he's kind of he's pretty looking pretty dapper there. I think his uh, <laughs> I think his uh, his his jacket is a little short, if you ask me. But yeah. You know, that's Maybe. just the way he was sculpted, I I guess. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, J- Jason, this uh, looking at this list and how far we've come already, this is probably the most boring selection of figures <laughs> we've ever talked about. Are we going to have to give 1981 a fail? After yeah, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> okay. oh, come, on, come on, come on. We know one of Jason's favorite characters is coming up here. So. All right, all right. Oh, this so, is uh, definitely self-serving. He'll, we'll, just, we'll just let him go. He'll start yeah, there you go. There you go, yeah. Let's we'll start riffing on that fellow here in a few moments. Rob, Rob, well, Rob, what do you think about the Han Solo in the Bespin outfit? Well, the Bespin Han was one of my was probably my favorite Han Solo figure when I was a kid because it was like somebody else said it was like way better than the the head sculpt was way better than the first Han, you know. And then Empire was I loved Empire Strikes Back and Han Solo in that was just even cooler than he was in Star Wars. So it was like this was the ultimate cool figure for me, huh? the coolest Han Solo figure I think. Because, you know, the Jedi Han Solo figure, it was kind of neat. It was like, better sculpted and stuff, but it was just, you know, it was the Return of the Jedi Han. It was kind of like, yeah. he didn't really care, you know? Right. So, they could this, never... was, this was the coolest Han Solo for me. That's because Han didn't care. Harrison Ford didn't care. In, yeah. In well, yeah. <laughs> and it just came through. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's going to care when he's on Episode Seven? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> there are no refrigerators in Star Wars that he can hide in. Or... <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Dave, any thoughts on this figure? Yeah, I'll just ditto Rob. I mean, I thought he was the coolest, you know, version of Han that had come out to that point. So cool figure. Yes. Nicely dressed, sharp looking dude. And I liked him. His neck, no neck or maybe head to neck just goes straight down. Looks a little bizarre, but other than that, yeah, I like him. You know, speaking of the Han Solo neck, like when they got, we were talking like you said, Return of the Jedi figure wasn't quite as good. Um, when they got to Return of the Jedi, they really got the neck wrong on that one. Like, oh no, the Haunted Carbonite's the worst. Carbonite, That's yeah, the worst. <laughs> yeah, those were. Just hey guys, terrible. I just, I think I just realized what is weird with this figure now. All the, well, all the other, the the two Han Solos before it had that kind of that bent arm. Now mm-hmm. we've got a Bespin figure, the Bespin, Bespin Han Solo, that's got kind of the straight, the straight arm. And mm-hmm. I just, I think maybe if there was a little bit more of an action pose to this guy, I think maybe he would have been a little bit better. But if they would have given him a bent arm, you couldn't recreate him shooting at Darth Vader properly. <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one else shot like that in any other movie at any other time. But yeah, I guess if you're going to go with that particular 
<laughs> two seconds of film, Jason. I guess you're. Uh, I guess you're right. Isn't that the only time he shoots at anybody? And in... well, I guess he shoots at the probot. Yeah. Does he shoot anybody else besides Darth Vader and Empire? Um, he pulls it out in the space slug. Yeah, but he shoots the ground, right? Or the the. Yeah. But Ryan, let's be uh, let's be specific. He pulls out his gun. Oh, sorry. Yeah, space slug. Yeah. Not then... not for kids here, guys. Not for kids. All right. Okay, and that's that's guys. That's the uh, part that they're going to edit out. You just remember what I just said. You won't hear that ever again. <laughs> You'll never hear that again. So, so hey, Jason, can I talk about Han Bespin too? Or um, there's so many. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I got forgotten again. See, uh, Tom, you don't get forgotten at least. Uh, aren't I you actually, loud and obnoxious, Ryan? Yeah, I know. Um, I think I had a Han Bespin at one point as a kid, and then lost him or traded him or something. But it was always that figure that I wanted as a kid. I thought it was a pretty cool-looking figure. And so when I got him back again uh, uh, in my teenage years, I, I, I thought it was a pretty cool figure. I, I, I think it's a, a good-looking figure. I like the outfit in general from the movie. So I actually like Han Bespin. I, I, I like it better than the original Han. I may be in the minority here, but I think he's better than original Han there. I, I don't know. I think I like the original Han better from Star Wars. But I got this Han in 19... 19- the summer of 84 and that was pretty much the last that was pretty much the end of me collecting star wars figures for the most part for a while really you like this uh you like the anh figure better right i think so yeah yeah me me too me too it's still a good figure and, and you know it's some great scenes remember that scene where he's he sees darth vader in the dining area and he straight arms a shot at him mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> remember that yeah. And you can totally, totally re relive that that scene with right. with this figure, or when he shoots the ground when he's in the space slug. Yeah, right, exactly. All right, okay. So the next figure is Lobot. Tom, did you have Lobot? Lame. Did you have lame figure? Did you have Lobot? <laughs> no, no, of course I had Lobot. Everybody had. If you had Lando, you had to have Lobot. Come on, it's a it's a great figure. Puffy shirt. Uh-huh. Everything. No, it's a, I actually, Ryan, I, I mean, Jason, I, I I do genuinely like this figure. You do? I do. All right. Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> great character, um, bad figure, I would say. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, well, when I got that figure and I took it out of the packaging, the limbs were so loose, like both arms, both legs. I could take the figure and hold just the body and move it left and right, and the the arms and the legs would just like move around like crazy. So I always had problems standing this figure up, and I don't know, just something about that just threw me off. I always liked the character, but the figure that I ended up get, that I got, um, no, I did not like that at all. What year did you get your Lobot figure? Do you remember? Uh, 84, 85, See, like I think somebody just didn't want, didn't like their Loba anymore. Maybe they just took it back to the store and stapled it to the card or something. <laughs> Maybe you got to use one. I've never had a Lobot with loose limbs, so that's... Huh. Hmm. All right. Hey, Jason, that goes back. Let's go back to you. When did you get it? Did you get it on the release year that it came out? Did you get I this right not. when you saw it? I, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at me. I never go. had Lo- I never had Lobot as a kid. What? Yeah, Lo- to me Lobot when I was a kid now belonged with Ugnot, just on the shelf, not in my toy so collection. So what? How? What made you turn around? I, 
you know, in college, I started watching Empire Strikes Back constantly, like a lot of people probably. And I just love the part when Lobot, after Han Solo has been frozen, and Lobot gives Lando that look like, you know, we're not going to take this anymore. We're going to turn this around. <laughs> and it's just so awesome. Like, it is such an awesome scene in Empire when Lobot just, I mean, he doesn't say anything, but he just gives that look to Lando. He just, his eyes just turn. And at that point, they start changing the scenario and they start actually helping the situation inside instead of just like giving it all away to the empire. So I, th- I think that's one of the greatest scenes in empire strikes back. And I've always loved Lobot for that since college though. Like when I was a kid, forget it. Lobot. I did not want him. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm stymied. I am <laughs> Ryan. Wow. Ryan, we're not going to skip you this time. What, Yay! About, what about Lobot? <laughs> um, I had Lobot as a kid. Uh, I, I can't say he was the most exciting, interesting figure out there, but I, I, I'm curious to know if anybody else felt that if you had Lobot, he was always next to Lando, right? He was like Lando's Chewbacca, basically. He was always his sidekick. Is, is that true for everybody else, sir? Yeah, yeah, it's about right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tom. It's thanks kind of a kind of a sidekick, yeah. Yeah, exactly. but uh, I mean, again, he's not the most exciting figure. Unfortunately, he wasn't given a whole lot to do in the movie. So, uh, other than opening his eyes and pointing his finger, he he didn't do a whole lot. And he had his big puffy sleeves and uh, his disco pants there, ready to go. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Hasbro did a, 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 an even worse job on that. They made Disco Lobot years later. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most exciting figure, but I thought it, they did a good representation of the character in, in action figure form. Rob. Earlier, before the show started, you were telling me about the three, what did you say, ugliest figures of all time? <laughs> the three ugliest Star Wars figures. Yeah. It, it was, was this one included? Well, I would think so, yeah. I mean, or maybe ugliest and un, ugliest slash uninteresting, maybe that. Because it's like, <laughs> it's like the third figure where he's like, he really didn't have anything to do, and he just kind of stood there next to somebody else. Yeah. And that's what he kind of did with mine, too, because I think the only... Yeah, well, I got mine through the you know the Cloud City playset again because it came with the four those four figures. But yeah, he didn't really do much. Uh, I'm looking at the Sand Suite guide, you know, and it's got the turnarounds or it's got you know front and back shots for both for all the figures in here. And if you mm-hmm. look at uh, Lobot, he's got some unfortunate you know uh, riding up going on on his pants there. In the back. <laughs> that is, I don't know. That's true because I'm looking at the unless you got the figure there, it won't. I've got the, I've got the, quite as funny unless you got the figure there. All of my all of my vintage figures are in storage right now because I'm moving. So I'm 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 just following along with the Sand Sweet book as well. So, so I, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's part of that, you know, it's part of that uh, that whole movement in the middle of Empire Strikes Back with the sculpting, you know, where they try to they start to get the the contraposto pose, you know, and the, right. the folds and stuff. But they went a little overboard with you know having his pants riding up on the poor guy. <laughs> yes, they did. And anyone listening who wants to know the photo we're re- referring to, just go to the uh, Steve Sansweet Star Wars Action Figure Archive book and turn to page 102. I think that's it. Yeah, can't miss it. Can't miss it. Dave, any uh, Joe memories of Lobot? No, I don't remember him as a kid. I, I don't even remember playing with him, you know, at somebody else's house or anything. But you know, I I completed my loose figure collection mm-hmm. uh, up to Empire over the past year or so, and I got him. And I did notice that unfortunate pants thing in the back. <laughs> I was like, as an adult, you look at that, you're like. I don't even know if I should have this in my toy room. How are everybody staring at Lobot's ass all of a sudden? This is kind of strange. You kind of can't help but notice. But I like I like the color palette, you know? I really, I'm, 
I really like the color palette. So like um, Cloud Car Pilot and, you know, and Lobot, they both remind me a lot of Bespin with that orangey scene, orangey kind of uh, yellow scene going on. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like that part of him. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, everybody in Bespin was really, like I said, really well-dressed and, and, and their clothes were really well-pressed, I got to say. They must have had a, a wonderful dry cleaning. and. <laughs> well, that's where all those Ugnots come in. <laughs> all that steam. Uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. Next, we're going to move on to uh, Princess Leia in her Hoth outfit. Uh, go ahead, Tom. Uh, this is probably one of the best uh, Leia sculpts in the vintage collection. Uh, pretty accurate as far as, uh, you know, her Hoth outfit. I think they got the colors pretty good. She's uh, still she's still rocking her little uh, little uh, uh, gun from the Tantive Four there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird, but uh, you know what? Was she? Uh, you you could have given her a, a Rebel Blaster. That might have been that might have been good. Actually, the Rebel Blaster kind of makes sense better than the any other gun I can think of. Or maybe a Stormtrooper Blaster would be cool too. But yeah, pretty good. This uh. Uh, as far as the uh, you know the, the vintage likeness, I think they uh, I think they nailed this one. I think this one was probably the first non peg warmer that we've uh, we've talked about today, Chris. In my opinion, other than Yoda, that's true. yeah, of course that, Yoda. Yoda, you know Yoda gets a pass though because he's actually not part of 1981, like I said earlier. So you know Close this, this 1981 uh, wave of figures is kind of. Eh. Pretty you know, pretty dismal. We usually seem a lot more excited about these figures than this year, so. Mm. Yeah, well, right. we haven't gotten to the Return of the Jedi figures yet. <laughs> All right. Chris, any thoughts on Leia Hoth outfit? Um, yeah, I liked her when I was a kid. I, You know, um, when we had uh, heavy winters, a lot of snow and stuff, I would love to take my toys outside, you know, recreate the whole Hoth kind of thing. And uh, there weren't really there weren't really that many Hoth Hoth figures or Hoth Rebel Troopers released back then, just a handful. And uh, so I was really grateful that they made a Leia. And uh, yeah, she, she was always riding along the with all the other Hoth Rebels that I had in the, in the Rebel Transport. So um, I always liked that figure. But there's nothing really in particular I could pick out that made her, um, you know, stand out more than other figures. I just always kind of kind of liked her. She just looks really warm. Yeah, in her little puffy outfit, doesn't she? Something about her. Yeah, the the card art on this figure is amazing too. Yeah, or not awesome. not the art, I guess the photo. The photo, yeah. the card is just awesome. I love that photo. Yeah, uh, Ryan. You know, I I actually had all the Leia figures as a kid, and this was probably one of my least favorite, and only because, and it's unfortunate because I, I think it's really she had so much padding on. I thought she looked like she'd gained a few pounds. And uh, just just kind of the thickness of her body. For some reason, she looked a little bigger. And obviously, I think Carrie Fisher was actually under 100 pounds at that point in filming. So the actors clearly had not. But there's something about that figure that just made her look a little puffier. That, that I was like, looks strange. And it, it just didn't sit well as a re- good representation of the character to me. I, I didn't play with the figure very much. I, I had it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just wasn't one of my favorites. Ryan, are you are you saying that Leia looks fat in those clothes? Yes, she does. <laughs> wow. Uh, Rob. Yeah, this was, uh, like Han, this was like a favorite Princess Leia for me, I think, because she was like, it was like a ready-for-action kind of Princess Leia. You could just, you know, she was more action-oriented with that outfit, that more so than the than the first Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the detail is really cool, you know, with the quilting and the sculpting. Like, you know, Empire Strikes Back really, the, they just stepped it up in terms of the, like I said earlier, with the uh, accuracy of the movie uniform, movie costumes, and you know, and the detail. So it's a cool figure. And I think I repainted mine later on because I think in the Marvel comics there was an issue where she was where they were had her in this outfit but she was like recolored orange or something like that and i think i painted her orange <laughs> <laughs> this is in like 1983 or something <laughs> yeah that was geek my first custom there you go all right and dave i i don't remember playing with her or having her as a kid or anything but i do have her now and i i'm really uh the two the three main play sets i had as a kid were imperial attack base turret and probot and um and dagobah so I recently have gotten Imperial Attack Base and Turret and Probot, and I'll always, you know, set her up on either one of those, and she looks awesome with all my other hot figs. So, and she's coming out as a jumbo soon, or has she already? I don't know. I I think so. Anybody know? Jeez, I don't know. I I think they. I think. I she think is. she's still coming out. I think she's on her way out. Yeah, they're. Um, I know they're they're moving forward. Uh, I think they. Let's see. I think they've shown up through. What was it? Han Bespin is the more the most recent one they've shown. I've seen her advertised. I guess she's. Yeah. But I, I'd like to see her in that format. I have yeah. a Jumbo Yoda, but you're Jason. I want to get back quick to Lobot. Do you do any of the Jumbo stuff? I I will get the Lobot Jumbo for sure. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> Jason would buy the life size Lobot if they made that one. Yes. You know, yeah. now that I hear that he wasn't into Lobot, I don't think he really deserves the 12 inch Lobot. <laughs> to be honest with you guys. Hey, Lobot needs to take all the fans he can get. I want to see that puppy shirt in the jumbo scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am going to get it. Um, A lot well, of who classes. can argue with that, that really? Uh, Dave, that will be if, if that one comes out. That'll definitely be the first. That's the first one, jumbo figure that I would purchase. Um, you know, I'm worried that I'd want more after just getting the one. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... sorry to go back to that, but I just picked. Oh those no, no, sleeves. no! I picked yeah. those sleeves and twelve inch uh, scale. Pretty fun. Well, yeah, you're gonna have to. You, then you're gonna have to go back and get the smiley face Lando that he I can know. Sta- stand next to. And then an yeah. Ugnaught. And then an uh, then I'll need an Ugnaught. Mm-hmm. Right. In a in a in a Best Purple cloth. A Bespin guard, right? <laughs> both, you know, both versions. And it'll never end. Mm-hmm. So, nope. So I need, I need to be careful. I need to be careful. Well, I got Yoda, and, then, and uh, Luke Bespin is coming out. Oh, and I've I w- been uh, petitioning Gentle Giant to do a backpack. To, oh, uh, that would be awesome. Be cool. Oh, that's a great idea. Also, the, um, what is it, the uh, survival gear, too. Yeah. I think oh, that would be a cool that, little yeah. thing. That yeah. would be That would be great. That's the that Luke Bespin is also very tempting. Luke Bespin, I think, is my favorite vintage figure. If I had to pick one, I think I'd say he's my favorite. Dave, I want to ask you. We've talked about this before. You're saying you have the uh, recently picked up the Imperial Attack Base. Yes. Well, you, I've had it for a little bit. Okay. Yep. Do you use that for a Rebel base or an Imperial base? Because we've kind of talked about that on the show before. And yeah, I know it makes no sense. I use it like the. You know, like the box tells me to. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I've got a toy, toy based on that. So. Seems like a weird Empire Strikes Back bizarro world, if that's the case. Yeah. Oh, totally. Right, the, the, so that snowtroopers are dug in and the rebels are attacking? Yeah. What? Yeah. 
All right. Don't get well, done. How do you remember? How do you remember Dave is Dave is also the guy who has one Duke because Duke can't be in right. Dave Duke can't be in two vehicles at once. So that's right. That's you have to. Right. <laughs> there's a very strict set of rules for the action figures in, in Dave's yeah. world. Did, yeah. Didn't they make multiple Dukes though? I mean, oh, they've made like three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but for the yeah, all, all in the same outfit though, not like Star Wars, you know? No, not not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, like you, I collect the uh, I I collect GI Joe, but I I really like eighty two through eighty five. So, yes, I'm with you on that. But I, you know, I don't have the Tiger Force Duke. Hey, what show is this called now? <laughs> yes. This is Hi, actually everybody. this is a backdoor pilot for Battlefield of Toys, which will be the GI Joe show we're going to. Oh talk. boy. Um, but I was looking at that Tiger Force Duke, and uh, you know that's the same mold as the as the original Duke, but it always bothered me he had that brown hair. I was like, oh. Anyways, that's a that's not for this show. What were we talking about again? Oh, 1981 Star Wars figures. Okay, so who's next? It would be the Rebel Commander. And Tom, any? Uh... You know, this is my favorite. Uh, probably going to be the only one going for uh, what I'm about to say. This is my favorite figure in this wave of figures. I think it's cool that uh, he's. Uh, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> you know what I really don't know what it is about this guy, but I, I do like him better than the other figures combined. Um, really cool. Uh, kind of a weird weird gun. This is the first that we see of this gun, and almost probably the last. I like the mustache, guys. It's great. <laughs> now, it's uh, I don't know the 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 fact that he's kind of has the um, there's a lot of detail with the with the uh, scarf kind of hanging over his shoulder there, and it's just like trying to describe a street sign. <laughs> it's about as exciting. Wow. Getting worse and worse. He's white and he's got brown this, boots and he's guy, got a. This is this is uh, Cliff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. John yeah, it's, this is yeah. Uh, this is the Cliff Clavin figure for sure. But on the on the card, they didn't show Cliff. They showed some other guy, right? Right. Right, but the yeah, figure clearly is based uh, on Cliff. Yeah, clearly, clearly, clearly. Without a doubt, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, despite what you guys might think and what I'm about to hear, I, I still like this figure, and I just picked him up again a couple of weeks ago, and I think he's, he's cool, and no one can take that away from me. You gonna get the jumbo version? <laughs> you gonna get the jumbo so version? There. Yeah, you're gonna get the nah, jump. I started. You guys know that I stopped with the first twelve, but uh, mm-hmm. there are a few figures that I'd like to uh, get. This is not that one, but still cool. Still glad I've got him. Still thinking about expanding my Empire Strikes Back figures, but I'm glad that uh, when I uh, kind of started getting back into the figures, this was one of the first Empire Strikes Back figures that, uh, for for me, for some reason, he's he's one of the most iconic because. I was a big fan of the Hoth scenes, and I I love the uh, the Rebel Trooper. Um, so Rebel Commander just kind of makes sense. So there you go. Chris. No, I agree. I agree with you, Tom. I, I like this figure too. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I've I, I don't think I have much more to add to that, but it's a cool figure. It's brown shoes. That's it. That really <laughs> just that just brings the whole thing together. Yeah. Right. Almost matches the scarf. Yeah, well, not quite, but let's not get crazy. But it looks good. <laughs> Ryan, I think the figure's okay. As you know, it, it's the Cliff figure. Was was John Ratzenberger just hanging around in England for a while? Because he's in Superman the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, 
which was filmed over there. I just got to wonder, was he just hanging around and, and doing the American roles over there at the time or what? But he's uh, – it's a decent figure for, for what he is. I mean for most of us, I'm imagining he was just uh, kind of a troop builder for the for the rebels as kids. Um, I may have had two or three of them in fact. And you know, he works. He was the rebel general, so he was in charge of the rebel soldier in, in my army. He had to tell the rebel soldier what to do. But uh, – yeah, it's an interesting, decent figure. I, I guess I could, that's what I can say on it. Did, wait a minute. Did you troop build this guy? I, I may have had two or three. I wouldn't uh, say troop build. It was I more a, like, you know. I think so, I had somebody a few, too. He was, he was a peg warmer, wasn't he? I mean, Oh, God, yeah. And so, this uh, whole guys, race don't remember that. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> I remember. But this is the I type of figure you got from, gra- from your grandmother when, uh, <laughs> you know. They wanted to get you a Star Wars figure, so they grabbed the first one on the on the pegs, right? Or the only one. No, yeah, actually, yeah. this year there's. <laughs> it'd be interesting to actually go back and and find out exactly what were the peg warmers. Yeah, Lobot. I agree. Lobot was still, you know, I've got some Empire. I've got a carded Empire Lobot figure, and he has the uh, coin offer sticker on him, and that's always a giveaway that. You know, from 1985 or whatever, and I think that's pretty much a giveaway that the figure could not sell, and they had to put those offers on them. If you've got a Lobot figure that has uh, 16 different uh, price stickers on it, <laughs> peg, peg warmer. If KB marked it down five different times, if right. KB still had it in 1992, <laughs> uh, I think you can still find some of these figures uh, in uh, mom and top pop shops out in the uh, south. Walk in, get a Slurpee, pick up a Rebel Commander. Good to, go. like that. <laughs> Good to go. Like that. Good to go. Rob, any uh, any insight on Rebel Commander? Well, you can't uh, you can't beat the mustache of power in the '80s. You know, they had the, many many action figure lines had. You know, if you were in some kind of position of command, you had to have the mustache. You know, because that's that's just the the symbol of power in the '80s for toys. But I think the sculpt was cool because if you look at the Rebel Soldier and then you look at this figure, it's just, you know, it's the same outfit basically. But you can see the, the uh, oh, the style is just, you know, it's just more realistic, I guess, in terms of the proportions and stuff. That's kind of neat. I kind of noticed that, you know, around that time as a kid, even like with the Luke Hoth figure, you know, how things kind of looked more, a little bit less toy-like and more kind of sculptural. So that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the backpack on this guy, it's this I think that's the same backpack that was or that you know, that look of that backpack is the same one that the survival kit backpack, isn't it? Yeah. That's you pretty put close, them next to each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah, good yeah. eye. For sure. But another backpack you could not remove. Yeah. See I can find something to say about just about any toy I look at because I have to do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was you know that I think about it. It's good to be a commander because if you're out on the battlefield, those walkers come you know into view. All you need to do is dig in your uh, dig in your uh, boots so they can't be seen. Kind of hide near a rock, and you get all these brown shirt uh, rebel uh, uh, the other guys, and they're they're cannon fodder. They're not even going to see you. That even makes sense. I kind of lost you there, man. Can you say that? Yeah. Again? Well, or not? Right. Or not? The Nichols, Nichols kicking in, guys. I'm trying to just make it interesting. Wow. Uh, Dave? These, this figure confused me up until a couple years ago. I didn't really have have him or pay attention to, you know, him or um, the other guys that look like him in the, <laughs> on Hoth there for a while. And I guess the fact that the Wampa box had him being dragged away at one point, didn't it? Or maybe not. Uh, I think. Uh, good question. I think he was, like, one version of the Wampa box has him being dragged away. The other one has Luke 
Hoth being dragged away. So this was just a kind of a confusing figure to me for a long time, and I just only recently sorted out who he was. <laughs> but uh, I like him. And actually, I recently did, just for the fun of it, I did myself a Cliff Clavin uh, Lego minifig custom. <laughs> where I put him, I took off the the head from uh, you know the the battle pack there, and I did a plain closed one. Looks like he's got a George Lucas shirt on actually, and then you know with a hair piece. And then I did another one. I I subbed out my daughter's mailman, and I put his head on there with a little piece of mail and the mail truck in the back. So I like uh, I like me some Cliff Clavin too. <laughs> Uh, Dave, I just did an image search on the Wampa, and you're right, this figure is on the box, but one of the panels shows Luke hanging upside down with a Wampa behind him, and then another panel does show the Wampa holding this figure up above his head. And then I think, okay, and then I think there was another, well, I'm, I'm... This, I tell you, I can't even talk about this figure without getting confused, so I'll just stop. But <laughs> I thought he was being dragged away on one version of the box, too. But, um, yeah, he's a cool figure, though. All right. I'm surprised, I'm surprised that we all kind of agreed on that. That's pretty cool. Okay. The uh, the next figure is the – is it the AT-AT driver? Is it the AT-AT driver? AT-AT. AT-AT. Always said AT-AT. 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 Rob? Yeah, AT-AT. Nobody called him the AT-AT driver. Nope. So did you, what did you guys call the, the uh, AT-ST driver then? AT-ST driver? The AT's all. The AT's. The AT's. It's the AT's driver. Here comes the AT's. All right. Tom? Very, I think this is a pretty ambitious figure for back then. I don't think they got the likeness quite right because I'm looking at, well, I mean, I picked him up when I was a kid, but... You know, looking at the actual helmet and the outfit, I think they did the best they could as far as um, as far as details go. But um, the paint apps were usually pretty muddy, so I think this could have been a better figure. But for what it is, I think it's I think it's okay. Yeah, I think he could have been a, a little bit better. Still pretty darn cool. But as far as details go, now with you know knowing what an ad at driver helmet and all that good stuff looks like um i think they did the best they could once again and uh eh, he's okay i wouldn't uh i i surely picked him up when when i was a kid the first time i that you know the second i saw him but um i don't think he got a whole lot of play from me because i didn't of course have the at at or the atat so yeah he he just kind of he just kind of hung out behind the uh the snow troopers uh, Chris? Yeah, I always thought that this was such a cool character. Always loved this figure. And I was lucky enough to have the AT-AT when I was a kid. And um, getting this figure to pilot the AT-AT was just uh, was totally awesome. So I know he can't move his neck. It's just all one piece, you know. But I always thought this was a super cool-looking figure. Yeah, love this figure. Don't know what else to tell you about it. But I'll, I'll definitely... Uh, out of all the figures that were talked about tonight, I would probably... He'd be probably my top two or three. So okay, uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I like the uh, the Adat driver. I thought he was a, a cool looking figure. Um, as far as Imperials go, you know, he, we up to this point, basically our Imperials uh, with helmets had been black and white. You know, some combination of those. And while he's got white, he's got gray and blue and a little bit of red, and he's 
He's kind of colorful for an Imperial, but it works well for him. But in mine, like I had, I had the Adat as a kid, so of course he was setting the, the Adat along with the Adat commander uh, always next to him, and uh, I thought it was a cool figure. I liked it. Uh, Rob, yeah, it was a it was a neat figure. Um, I always kind of wondered how close it was to the um, Tie Fighter pilot. You know, it almost looks like it's, it's like, yeah, the, I guess the mat, the helmet's a little bit different, but mm-hmm. yeah, very, I thought it was a, very similar. Yeah, I thought it was a cool figure. I didn't have an Adat until I guess a couple of years later, till I got one like on sale or whatever. So he just kind of hung out without anything to drive. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Hand speeder or something. Yeah. <laughs> Adat driver is sad with no Adat. My Adat driver just hung out in the uh, Imperial attack base, waiting for to do something because I didn't have an Adat either. Uh, Dave, I was so jealous of Chris Flynn. You know, for having this figure, I, this was, you know, I loved this figure so much and never had it. So as far as figures I never had that, that I wanted super badly, this is a number one. And it was because of that gun. I would study that gun. It was so unique and the cutout stock and the strap. I was, you know, I don't know why I was just so drawn in to that whole figure because of that gun. But then the figure itself was cool and I just overlooked the fact that his, head didn't move and you know i was big into joe so articulation was a big deal but i didn't even care because the sculpt was so awesome and that gun was incredible so i love that figure and and we'll be excited to see it as a jumbo and probably we'll have to buy it so (laughs) (laughs) awesome figure maybe i maybe i wasn't into this figure as much because my paint apps on the two or three adat drivers that i had were always so muddy and not you know, it j- just wasn't very. I mean, the detail was there, but the just the the paint was just so sloppy on mine that I don't know. Maybe if it was better, I would have I would have liked it a little bit better. Yeah, the one I have now is is really pretty crisp, and I don't remember back in the day, but I thought it was you know really it struck me as really detailed and kind of like going to the next level or whatever. I don't know why, but next on the list is the Imperial Commander Tom. This one is kind of boring to me it's okay i think uh comparatively i like the uh, death squad commander a little bit better but uh this guy definitely had more detail it, just your run-of-the-mill imperial that was, was okay chris you know i'm with tom on this one it's kind of a, a boring figure i think the only good thing about about the figure is that it it's an imperial so we don't really have that many uh, imperial officers and that's the only one isn't it yeah um so yeah but you know i'm, I'm with tom on this one more on the boring side overall. Good to see that they got the gun right on this one finally. But you really never see Imperial officers with guns anyway. So, eh, yeah. I, I actually like him. I think he was more of my, my Captain Piet as a kid uh, rather than maybe General Veers as the card back basically shows. But uh, the funny thing about mine is he actually came apart. So, like, his, his torso split apart. I don't know if you guys had that happen to figures often, but... no. This this was one of the few figures that happened on, and I know Dad glued him back together, but then he'd come apart again. So he was both the Imperial Commander and the dead Imperial Commander uh, often. So uh, it, it kind of worked well that way. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think he's a cool looking figure even today. I, I think it, it it's a it's a good looking figure for for the vintage line. Yeah, this is one of my actually this is one of my favorite figures from from Empire. I think. I don't know why. Maybe because I always wanted, as a kid, I always wanted somebody 
for Darth Vader to boss around or something. And I thought this guy was great. I actually have a I have a carded version of this guy. Oh really? Yeah, one of the few. Um, well, yeah, one of the few carded figures I have is Imperial Commander. Mm. Rob, what do you think about this figure? Yeah, it's a cool figure. Again, it's like I keep saying this, but it's another one of those figures that's um, just the proportions are really, you know, uh, more correct, you know, in terms of like looking less like a toy and more like a, you know, a real person, I guess. Um, yeah, I used it. I used it quite a bit for, you know, just hanging around the, the Imperial setups and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have much to say about him except that now I... You know, I didn't have him as a kid and don't remember him, but in my collection now, he does look really kind of tailored and really, you know, he, he looks put together, looks like a nice figure, and the proportions, I guess, what Rob said, they're kind of, maybe that's why, that's what makes me think that. So I think he's, you know, a well-sculpted figure, but I guess a little snoozy, you know, but uh, I like him. I got him in, I got him in my lineup, and he looks really good, but I like to see him with other figures around him. Yeah. As far as the uh, as far as the uh, you know the accuracy of the figure, I think as far as Imperial commanders go or Imperial officers, I think they nailed it. Yeah. What <laughs> is that? <laughs> it is. That's my grandfather clock. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's midnight. It's midnight. I meant to put it on vibrate. But... Oh, Are you sure it was that, or it might have been my phone? I don't know. No. I was. Uh... Oh. No, it wasn't my. I'm joking. My, my phone plays uh, Close Encounters when, it get, when I get a message, so uh, I'll, right. I'll hold it up, hold it close to the mic for you next time, okay, Tom? Well, Ryan, uh, thanks for making an awkward moment hilarious. Good okay. job, buddy. All right, I do what I can. Okay, last on the list for night for tonight is two one B. Tom, did you have this figure? I did. I had. You know, this is actually. This run or this wave of figures is definitely one that I had. I had every one of these figures. Um, and to have 2-1-B uh, right along there with FX-7, I mean, if you've got one, you've got to have the other. So um, as far as, uh, you know, this guy's actually pretty accurate uh, with the see-through torso and that cool little weird wand thing. Did he actually have a wand thing in the movie? I don't. I'm not sure if he did or not, but Tom, that's his probe for special examinations. Right, got it. Okay, yeah, um, pretty cool. I uh, I like this figure. I'm probably gonna pick this one up again yeah. when I expand my collection. So, yeah, these uh, he's a he's a cool dude. Yeah, I think this I think they nailed his likeness. I think they did a great job. Yeah, who's better, two one B or FX seven? Two, I mean two one B. Come on, come on, uh, Chris. So. Tom, you say they nailed his likeness, but he didn't have legs, right, in the movie. Well, as far as what you saw on screen, I mean, yeah. it goes back to that whole Snaggletooth thing. I, I don't know if they got reference. You know, maybe they had to kind of fake their, obviously they had to fake their way through it. Because in the show, you saw pretty much, you know, not further than his torso or that kind of the see-through area. So mm-hmm. I, I know that they made a few... Uh, um, I, they took a few liberties with the bottom half of his his uh, his being there, but uh, from what you could see and what they what they could see and what they referenced, I think they I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Would have been more I know what you're going I know what you're going with with the the legs because as far as the legs go, I think 
you know, it's it's not accurate at all. But from I, I'm sure from what they had as far as reference goes, I think they probably did the best that they could with with what they had. Right. I, if they I designed really... the figure based on the prop. We'd have two one B and IG eighty eight on a platform that rolls around. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And on a two by on a huge uh, wooden two by four kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting figure. I, I don't think that I've played a lot with it. I, I had it when I was a child, but it was more of a background kind of character for me. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at it right now. I have it in front of me, and it is nicely sculpted. It is really detailed. You can look through him, through, through the torso and everything, and can unplug his little mouthpiece. So it's a pretty cool, pretty cool figure overall. That, it's kind of funny that little they used like a kind of a, a 50s 50s style uh, microphone for his mouthpiece there. Yeah, isn't yeah. that kind of what it is, Jason? Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, kind totally. of an Elvis Elvis type uh, yeah. kind of microphone there. Like a yeah. drive-in, uh, a drive-in speaker, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, kind of a cool little, goofy little touch, is, but uh, very is, cool. Is two one B an individual, or are there like lots of two one Bs everywhere? I think this is one of many two one Bs. Yeah, is he was the, in the Clone Wars, wasn't he? Like is, a lot of them. Yeah, and he was in Revenge of the Sith. Well, not the exact one, but. The figure they put out for Revenge of the Sith called him 2-1-B. Is the 2-1-B that's uh, talking to Luke Skywalker before the Battle of Hoth the same 2-1-B that is fixing his arm or his hand at the end of Empire? Is that the same guy? I like yes. to think so. Sure. Okay. All right. I mean, Got they're meeting up at the rendezvous, rendezvous point there, right? So 2-1-B would have gone with them, right? What are your uh, thoughts on 2-1-B, Ryan? Uh, I like it. I think it's a fun figure, and I actually had play value for him. I know I posted this on uh, – I grew up Star Wars a while back, but uh, with, with mine, if for some reason, I don't know what it was, but it's like you, if you pulled off his, his little mouth thing, his microphone deal, you know, it looks like he's got a big wide open mouth. And for some reason that meant if you pulled that out, like he would just be emitting like tons of junk and noise and everything, and it would just annoy the heck out of everybody else. And so everybody just called him Loudmouth, and they shut up Loudmouth, and they have to – Put his little microphone back in to, to, to shut him up. So he actually got some play value in, in my <laughs> wow. my toys. <laughs> That's an imagine. That's imagine. probably the best backstory I've heard. <laughs> That's when, all day. That's yeah. when kids used to use their imagination. I, I want to say I, I'll embarrass myself. It was something like you pulled out. <laughs> it was like shut up, loud mouth, and you had to put it back. <laughs> oh my! God. All right, Rob. Uh, any thoughts on two and B from you? <laughs> Well, just to say, you know, if there was more than one two one B, you know, you would say, is it two one B or not two one B? So, <laughs> zing. Yeah, I was sitting there for five four. minutes waiting to say that. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, you know, it's kind of like Lobot and Lando. You know, if you got FX seven, you got to have two one B. Yeah. Right. Just kind of hanging out there. Yeah. That's kind of like peanut butter and jelly, you know. So this whole wave is like they're just counting on these figures needing to hang out with other figures. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure these are kind of buddy figures. Kids will buy them because they got to hang out with the other figures. Oh, that'd be a good. You know, they say that Disney's working on these individual Star Wars movies, right? That'd be a good buddy <laughs> buddy movie right there. Two one B and FX seven. You know, I'd watch it. Yeah. At least the two one B card back doesn't have two one B off floating in space like FX seven. Right. That's right. Although I like that FX7 card back. It's like Yeah, it's striking. It's really got it, ma- it makes no sense, but it's it's awesome. No, but it I that's one of my favorite card backs. Mine too. 
Uh, Dave, what are you, what are your thoughts on two one B? It makes me want to go to a fifties diner and get a French dip or something <laughs> like that. No, I, I that that color. I mean, yeah, it looks like an old fifty seven Chevy or something. But um, I like him, and for some reason, it gives me a little bit of a Micronauts vibe. Maybe this clear, you know. Oh, abdomen yeah. or whatever yeah. or so there's a lot of silver going on and i think he's one of the more interesting uh figures because he's got all those accessories and kind of weird accessories and so i i like him and um i didn't have him as a kid though but i dig him now yeah i like this clear the clear parts on him and it does remind me of micronauts probably kenner's way of taunting migo saying haha micronauts has failed and we're gonna carry on I wonder if any other did any other Kenner Star Wars figures use uh, see-through plastic? Oh, I don't question. Know. No, no, yeah. don't uh me. No, yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, bold. There you go, Dave. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so okay. that's pretty cool. Uh, I like to put a vinyl cape on him though. <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine? You paint two one B black with a vinyl cape. Some bootlegger has done it. I bet you. You know, <laughs> pretty sweet. It's like vinyl caped uh, Chewbacca's and stuff. I think out there. So hey, you got it. Better than the prequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what does one have to do with the other? A vi- did you say a vinyl caped Chewbacca is better than the prequels? Yeah. Yeah. Anything okay. that you could think of is better. Well. He- I don't want to get into that, but uh, I go a little crazy. Two one is a cool figure, guys. <laughs> hey, hey Tom, would you rather get that X-wing we talked about or watch the prequels? I would rather get that X-wing <laughs> than watch the prequels. Actually, if uh, Gentle Giant decides to make this figure, this is going to be a pretty cool, striking little figure. I think when they yeah. when they get around to this one. Are you yeah. talking about two one Visto? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, we're talking Aren't about we? Game Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, we've pretty much come to the end of the uh, the list of figures, so yeah. Guys, well, you're talking should... about the jumbo figures now, right? No, I, 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 we, well, we mentioned the jumbo figures before about the Lobot, so I thought oh. I'd just kind of crowbar that one in. Because they they did make the mini bus of two one B. Yeah, right. Well, I'm talking about the yeah, right. You're right, Chris, and I'm 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 talking about the uh, the the twelve inch. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Kenner style. That vintage, that mini mini bus of two MB doesn't that light up? Yeah, it lights up. It's pretty nice. Oh yeah, that's right. That's very cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So 1981, guys. Usually we like in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm kind of surprised. I we we don't seem to have the enthusiasm for this year that we've had for some of the others. Well, we just no. About this things, is. I think there's some other stuff that you know that came out that was a little more. Hmm. Well, we've got we've got some more figures in the Empire line, you know, that are still coming. So right, this is kind of the uh, I don't know. Uh, see, I, I didn't grow up with like I didn't see Empire when it came out, right? I saw it later, but I mean, if you're a kid and you see Empire in the theater and you walk into the toy store and you see Yoda on the shelves, mm-hmm. that must have been cool. Well, any you know any when you're a kid, Chris, any any new figures that you happen to see in the store, I mean. Be it Yoda or the worst figure you can think of, you still, you still, I mean, you're still going to go for that Ugnot if that's the only thing that's on the pegs. Yeah. Hey, Dave, I'm curious. So this is kind of the last year before uh, Hasbro launched the GI Joe line, and was did you just 
did you quit Star Wars and move on to G.I. Joe, or did you try to do them both when you were a kid? No, I um, really, kind of after Empire, I wasn't as into, I saw Jedi and, and loved it, the speeder bike scene and everything, and so, you know, the Biker Scout is one of my favorite figures, but other than that, Jedi Jedi figures aren't, weren't really my thing. And then some somehow I wasn't super on board with Joe in 82, it was more 83, yeah. Although then I went back and enjoyed 82 and stuff. So I don't know. It's kind of a weird little gap there. But um, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah. But. Yeah. I was just kind of curious because, you know, G.I. Joe kind of did really take off after this year of Star Wars and probably gave Kenner the first competition they'd really seen in a while. That's uh, what they say. I mean, oh. I talked. Oh, sorry. I talked yeah. to Kirk Pazigian who said that, um, you know, they went to see. Empire, or excuse me, they went to see the Hasbro team went to see Jedi and then when they came out of the theater they thought to themselves we got it now, you know uh, for whatever reason, the Ewoks or I don't know, they, they basically I mean, they, they knew it was the last movie, I guess mm-hmm. that's that's a big deal, and they said you know, we're now we're on board here, we're gonna take over, basically, so kind of interesting, but you can like both you can you like can. Joe and you can like yeah. Star Wars I wish I did yep. not I, I wish I did not like both. Yeah. I wish, I really wish I could just only collect Star Wars, but I do like Joe, and I do collect Joe still. Well, you wonder these days if Hasbro likes both, but seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, does Ooh, who's in charge G.I. of G.I. Joe? <laughs> uh, Chris, yeah. I, I, I think no one's in charge of G.I. Joe right now. Oh, I thought Daryl DePriest, the, the right? Yeah, I suppose he is, but... I, I saw they showed some figures at Toy Fair, but I mean I haven't mm-hmm. seen Joe in the in the toy stores at all lately. No. Well, there's the retaliation stuff that's been around for like, two years. Yeah, it's the same figures we, that we saw <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. And we don't think that Hasbro is all that committed to Joe, and you know we're kind of what would be a natural move. You you would think it would be to see some six inch figures maybe, or to see them mm-hmm. do a multi multi-platform thing where they're going for the young kids they're going for the you know the middle age group and then the collectors if mm-hmm. you know that's what they're doing with most of the other lines that they're i think committed to so right that's what they said about transformers was that they were doing yeah. a lot of that yeah mm-hmm. I, I still think it could happen and it still may it just is not right now you know when uh, joe had its 40th anniversary they did those great 12 inch sets that were really captured the original 1964 gi joe stuff and I was thinking oh, yeah, for the boxes yeah. And I was thinking for the 50th anniversary, maybe they were going to do something similar with not just the only the 12 inch, but maybe the three and three quarter inch. Like do some O ring figures that really bring out the the greatness of the uh, the 80s line. But well, what they showed at Toy Fair to me it looks like uh, it really looked like a oh my god, we got to do something. You know, real fast, uh, because it, it's all three and three quarter based stuff, and there's really no attention paid to the old, uh, the original thing, because that's what the 50 years is, you know, it's 50 years from six, 1964. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, wow, there's just nothing out there. I'm not, I'm not primarily a 12 inch collector, but you got a feel for those guys thinking like, wow, it's the, and it's the first action figure too. You think Hasbro mm-hmm. would say, you know, this is some kind of really, uh, interesting, or neat thing that we invented the action figure basically yeah. and not much to say about it. <laughs> so do you think speaking of this is the fiftieth anniversary of action figures, do you think action figures are gonna be a thing of the past soon? Or not maybe not soon, but 
Do you think our generation is pretty much going to be the last generation that's really going to hold on to them? No. No? Uh, no. I don't know. You know, there's there's video games only, I don't know. That's It's kind of hard to say, but video games only go, I think, so far with kids. I mean, if you have young, young kids, they're still into that. I mean, I have a three-and-a-half-year-old son, and there's not many video games that he can play that aren't that won't frustrate him to death because they're not all that simple. Um, especially things like Skylanders or whatever, they're geared towards kids that were like, you know, the same age group that was into Star Wars and G.I. Joe when we were kids. So there's still that little bit younger age group because there's stuff out there that's really cool uh, from just a toy perspective, like the, you know, the Play School Heroes stuff and the Fisher-Price Imagine X things. Some really neat toys that are like just for little kids and are like, to me, I've said this before on our podcast, it's like, those to me are more interesting toys than the stuff that they make now for like GI Joe and Transformers because it's really solely focused on kids, which is what you know mm-hmm. this this stuff was, and that's why it's like you know they didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to what you know an, an adult collector would like or or make it appeal to both kind of thing, you know. So yeah. it's just like they just dealt with the kids, and then it's like that's I think that's why it has that timeless quality to it. I find it interesting with GI well Joe said. like how much they continue to use the same vehicle molds over and over again. When I saw the stuff from Toy Fair, I was looking through, I was like, yeah, that's the same vehicle just repainted that we had in 83, 84, 85 in there. And, and like, I know they've at some point they've updated some of those, but it's amazing how many they just continue to use 30 years later. Like the Awestriker. Well, yeah. Again, it's, you know, this stuff is being marketed straight to, you know, a collector base, and that's really what it's about, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, 100. percent Yeah, except for Creo, which everybody's pretty. I, I'm excited about, and you know those mini figs are are pretty awesome. But I think that I think that role play is a natural thing that I've got a child too. And if you turn off the TV and unplug everything, she'll go right to role playing. And so the toys come in at that point as kind of aids for that play. And I think it's I think it's always going to be there. I think it's a natural thing. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really get a chance to be exercised unless other things are kind of removed. And so the toy industry is having a tough time because they're competing with all this other stuff, but it doesn't, doesn't mean that it can't, there couldn't be a kind of revival in that. And that's obviously what I would like to see. The, uh, speaking of Creo and sorry guys, this has, we are really getting off base with Star Wars 81. <laughs> I just got to ask a question. The Creo Wolverine does not come with CoverGirl. No. That's right. Uh, what? And the Creo Hiss doesn't come with his tank driver. Right. They've been, um, you know, they they've been fudging that stuff on the Creo stuff the whole, you know, the whole time really because like the vamp that the thing that the thing that not, they didn't call the vamp, but the thing that Clutch was driving wasn't the vamp and Yeah. So it's like, you know, that all that stuff is repurposed. Yeah. You know, the parts are repurposed from other Creo stuff and there's a I guess there's some things that they've made that are that are new, but a lot of it is repurposed from Battleship and mm-hmm. Transformers and yeah, I like so, that stuff though. For the most part, I like it, but sometimes like. Did they show any Creo stuff at uh, Toy Fair? I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, they Joe showed Creo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Terra Yeah. Okay, I didn't see it. Okay, I'll have yeah. to d- uh, dig further then. And those those wave those next waves of wave of figures look really cool too. Yeah, the Terra is probably the most exciting thing, you know, mm-hmm. for Joe fans to see a, a Creo Terra is pretty awesome. You can check out the press photos on joeaday.com on the front page. You go, down the, uh, go down about, I don't know, seven or eight posts. It's, it's Got it. So Tom and <laughs> Shameless plug there. 
Tom and Chris, are you still on the call? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those those guys oh, don't yeah. don't have don't collect you at all. Right. You know, I I did when I was uh, I dabbled into the first wave. You did. I liked them, but you know they weren't like um, I I definitely wasn't as invested as the uh, the Star Wars figures. So yeah, yeah. I, I I know nothing about Joe's at all. I don't know why. Can I, I tell another Can I tell another story that goes totally off topic? Of course. Sure. Guy Joe and Star Wars. <laughs> One of my one of my memories, like on our show, we talk about you know Joe memories and stuff like that. And I, I like to talk about you know just toy memories and from buying toys. But I remember eight, 1985, you asked Dave if he was still into Star Wars. You know when he got into GI Joe, and I kind of mm-hmm. was into both for a long, uh, quite a while actually. And in '85, I was actually watching the Droid series. You know, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and uh, that year, that same year when they had, we went to. Uh, a department store, and I could—I had like twenty dollars to spend, and I had a choice between the tactical battle platform, which is a GI Joe set, looked like an oil rig thing, like a base, and uh, and the A-wing from Droids, and I chose the battle platform, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, man. well, yeah, wah, wah. yeah, but, but Droids cool Boba Fett, cool what is it? Yeah, I can see you making that choice. That's funny because. My first, um, the first time I left Star Wars for Joe was I got something like $20 or something for my birthday. It's probably 1983. I had just got a Reyes figure and I didn't really like it because Reyes just was not a cool figure as far as I was concerned. What? Uh, well, we'll get to Reyes on another retrospective I show know. eventually. So I, I like, agree. I had like, yeah, I had like 20 bucks. So I went to the toy store. I went to Meyer Thrifty Acres in Michigan, right? Grand Rapids, Michigan. And my mom's like, you can go get some Star Wars figures. And I went there, and I was going to get some more Star Wars figures. Um, but with the, I looked on the shelf, and I saw Destro, Flash, and the Fang. And I got, oh, I got those three items in one swoop. That's and nice. that pretty much put this permanent conflict in my head between G.I. Joe and Star Wars, because... It was just, they were so awesome. Their backpacks came off. Their weapons really fit in their hands when they weren't, of course, that's when their thumbs weren't breaking off, but <laughs> they were just yeah. like, you know, and, and Hasbro really did, you know, step it up to compete with Return of the Jedi. That's for sure. I, I have to agree, Jason. You know, I didn't get into G.I. Joe for a little bit, but like when I was still heavily into Star Wars, I got a Snake Eyes figure, the, the, the first wave. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited because, you know, he could bend his knees. He could bend his elbows. And, um, uh, yeah, you could put a backpack in. He had, they had accessories, you know, more than a, just a gun or a lightsaber. And I thought that was so cool. And, like, I had that Snake Eyes for a little while. I lost him at some point. And it was maybe two years later I went fully into Joe. And, you know, I kept all the Star Wars stuff. But uh, I really wasn't buying it anymore. And it was all into G.I. Joe because the articulation is what did it and, and the, yeah. the detailing they were putting on it. And just a massive amount of accessories and vehicles they did with those. It was just so cool. The detail was a, definitely, you know, a new thing. But the articulation, um, that's funny because on one show we talked about the whole, like, history of the action figure. But it goes back to 12-inch Joe. And then, you know, it goes to Hench and Cyborg. Then Microman. Then Micronauts. Then Mego stuff. Then they used, like, Chip's Mego figures to make the prototype um, Joe figures. I had one of those. Yeah, yeah, they used that. They modeled, you know, on top of that. And so they brought, you know, it's funny when you think about the the lineage, um, but the articulation wise, you know, it wasn't necessarily a new thing. It was kind of like Kenner, 
you know, th- there had been Mego stuff out prior to, to Star Wars stuff, but uh, maybe for cost or whatever Kenner said, we're going to make them just five points of articulation. But Joe kind of revived the, the articulation thing. Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. I think that's going to wrap up the show for tonight. Sure, you want to talk about some G.I. Joe some more there? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is our show. I'd like to thank everyone. Uh, as usual, Tom from IGrewUpStarWars.com. Everybody listening to this particular podcast, all I want to say is I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we picked a good one. Remember, if you have it, <laughs> <laughs> It's such a ray of sunshine over there. Uh, <laughs> from JediBusiness.com, Chris V. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. Always fun talking Star Wars stuff, so thanks. That's it. Bendos to the Black Series, our good friend. He collects them all. Ryan? Uh, thanks for having me again. Got me away from eBay long enough. I've been spending too much money on eBay today, so uh, I, I needed to get away from that. Good. Glad we uh, saved you a couple hours of bidding. Hours? Out. No, it's dollars that you're saving me from. And from JoeAday.com and Flagpoints, Rob. Hey, thanks for having having us on and uh, and uh, being here to derail your show at the end. We <laughs> appreciate it. Yep, and I encourage everyone to check out Joe A Day. You post a a different Joe figure, vehicle, or item every single day. Yeah. And you've been doing this since, what, two years now? 2011, almost three years. Oh, three years. Wow. Are you guys go in random, or are you guys kind of doing it from the start to it's, the end? It's, it's just totally random. It's like, oh. shuffle, it's like a shuffle on your I, iPod. Nice. I love the randomness of it. Um, and I, I, uh, whenever you post the figures from 2002 to, like, 2005, I always, like, ugh. I kind of yeah. regret. I kind of regret buying those figures, actually. Rob, have you oh. ever snuck a uh, Star Wars figure on there? <laughs> no, but I snuck it last year on April Fool's Day. I snuck in a Fisher Price Adventure People. Uh, nice person, nice. yeah. Nice I like X- X-ray man. I like there. when you. I like when you put the <laughs> knockoffs on there too. Yeah, the knockoffs are great. I love. I love knockoff toys just because they're just well for a lot of reasons. But yeah, yeah. cheap toys are wonderful. Right. Just don't chew on them because they're full of lead. Lead paint. I try to chew on any of my toys, but I'm working on that. And from Flagpoints, also from Flagpoints, Dave, thank you, Dave, for being on our show. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was a lot of fun to be able to talk Star Wars. Um, we really appreciate it, and thanks for letting us you know, mess up the show, like Rob said at the end. <laughs> <a lot> <laughs> and if uh, people want to listen to Flagpoints, what's, uh, what's the best way? Uh, search search well, out on iTunes or what? Yeah, iTunes or Stitcher or uh, flagpoints.podbean.com. We are wrapping up the show, so mm-hmm. we're not going to have too many more episodes. But, um, but yeah, we've had a great run. A lot of fun stuff to listen to. Interviews with voice actors and you know old uh, Kenner employees and stuff. So former Kenner employees. Wow. <laughs> wait, very, wait, wait, wait. Very cool. 
<laughs> yeah. Former um, Hasbro employee. So, yeah, check it out. And I would suggest checking it out um, just to go back. And I just love when you guys talk about all the uh, the good old days of collecting Joe. It's, uh, those are great stories. And it was a, yes. it's a fun podcast. I'm sad, to, I'm sad to hear that you are wrapping it up. I'm hoping that that's actually not true and that maybe you'll keep it going some way. But, you know. It's true for now, but we'll never say never, I guess. And, okay. uh, we, may, we may be around in, in other, you know, our force ghosts might be somewhere on the Internet. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Galaxy of Toys podcast. This is Jason. Good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.